Welcome to the Create and Speak podcast. I'm your host, Kulma Hay. Leadership communication is absolutely critical if you want to be a success as a leader. Now, having been an introvert throughout my entire life, I have learned some tips and techniques, some philosophies that have helped me to, over the last two years, deliver over 200 talks. That is on stage, in front of the video screen, on TV, radios and podcasts. I'm sharing with you all the things I've learned over many, many years, helping you to become a much more powerful speaker. So, welcome to the podcast once more, and I hope you enjoy the journey, and let's add power to your voice. But welcome to one of the promised live streams. Um, every single day this week, I'm going to be doing a, a live stream chat, a conversation with a past client, uh, just to talk about their journey, just to understand how public speaking, leadership communication has had an impact on their lives. Because I am a firm believer that public speaking skills are way more than just being able to stand on the stage. Yes, they are all of that, but they are so much more. In order for you to become a really good public speaker, there's a lot of inner work that needs to be done and a lot of self-awareness. I talk about this an awful lot when it comes to emotional intelligence. Every journey has to start with the inner person. So the psychology of fear, what is it? The, what are the apprehensions that you have, the anxieties that you have around public speaking? What stories do you have to tell? And for all of that, we have to look inwardly. Uh, an awful lot. Uh, I'm joined today by a good friend and uh, client, past client, uh, Darren Galvin. Now, Darren has had an incredible journey, and uh, this is going to be the first time he's going to be sharing something really powerful today. Uh, but I remember when I first met you, Darren, uh, you used to tell me that uh, you couldn't go to a networking event and raise your hand even. You were that introverted and that anxious about speaking. But then you, we had this incredible journey where, you know, we had this coaching relationship, you came on our program, and then I saw you speaking on multiple stages, doing live streams on a regular basis. And what I really loved about everything that you've done was your communication was always authentic. You shared some of the most powerful stories. So how do you think you've grown as a result of this relationship that we've had? Yeah, so you're right, going back to the early days in networking meetings. I've got a bit of an echo here. I don't know if you've got the same, but hopefully not. Um, the networking meetings, so I do remember literally almost forcing my elbow up to, 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 to try and speak at networking meetings. And I knew I had to break that, but um, I, I think what you just said is is bang on point. It isn't just about like public speaking. It's, it's about understanding that what we've got to do is um, go and do that inner work first. And and I I went from there to emceeing at one of your events. I mean, like what the hell? Where where that come from? Do you know what I mean? It's like, um, and I would have never imagined it. And it's not actually even been a, a passion of mine to do it, but. Um, I think that once you you do that inner work, and there's a lot, I mean, we can talk about that now, but I mean, um, like, a lot of my stuff was ego driven, um, because obviously, I'm trying to and this happens a lot in the speaking um, on, on entrepreneurs, um, but also um, people within corporate organisations that are speaking, what they tend to do is it comes from themselves. So it's like, what, what am I going to get from this? And it and it really becomes, a you know, we've spoken about this, you've coached me through this. And I found that because of the desperation, now obviously, you know, you know my story, I lost everything. And then I went and lost everything again. I mean, look, it's not even funny, right? But 
<laughs> yeah, but I love the fact that you can smile at this, right? Oh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But yes. the point is, when I lost everything and I crashed, and it was like that was devastating. Obviously, it was all family, it was all um, the, the the business, everything. It was just everything felt gone. Um, and you, at the time, coached me through that and helped me to 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 find myself um, in the way that I wanted to do. Now. Obviously, at that point, I remember that everything was desperate. Like everything was like, I've got to, I've got to survive, otherwise I'm done for. Um, so, going to a networking meeting to promote something is all about you. It's all about I've got to get this right um, because I needed it. I needed it. It wasn't a case of I wanted it. I needed it. So therefore, I couldn't make rational decisions about how I'm going to speak and put myself across because. Nothing was rational. Everything was driven by my ego going, like, you've got to get this, you know. You walk into a networking meeting, it was not about building relationships. It was about who the hell can I get to buy my stuff? Yeah. And it, it, it's like it's the most unattractive business-to-business um, -business type behavior. And you see this, like, in corporate organizations where, you know, there's a, a big focus on the targets and there's, you know, leadership's a little bit kind of wacky everywhere and, and people are being driven to, to just go down a route that is like, again, it's got to be you must get this, you must get that. So they go in with that and therefore they're going to have that issue. And I think that so, – so just touching on what you said there um, about the inner work, I think that's the most important thing. And, and before all of that is, is then getting that self-awareness of, of being yeah. conscious of why you're where you are, why you're doing what you're doing. And when yeah. you get that consciousness, right, I do believe. And, you know, I, I'm, only, I'm talking, obviously, to your audience, if you like, because you know this stuff, because you've taught me this stuff. I'm kind of reiterating what you've taught me. But, you know, it, I found it very powerful. But the thing is, I mean, you're talking about doing the inner work, Darren. There, of, I always get that one client that really blows me away because they, they they really do practice what we have discussed. And in terms of the inner work, you have really put yourself out and really gone in and done the inner work. The 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 rawness of some of the things that you have discussed openly, the vulnerabilities that you have shared. I think has made you the better and stronger leader. And it's that inner work that I recognized with you when you first came on to the public speaking program, Create and Speak, uh, where you um, you were talking about, you know, I've never, I, I go to a networking meetings call, but, you know, I struggle to put my hand up. I, I can't start conversations. I can't develop these relationships. And then within a year or so, you know, you'd started off a, a company uh, where you were looking to uh, for seed of money uh, in like six or seven figures and the, the rapid expansion of this organization that you were building was just crazy. And you were literally going to networking meetings at a wholly different level and communicating with people, building relationships. I know that you're saying it wasn't about building relationships, but you were building relationships because you were getting clients coming to you, clients were prepared to spend that kind of money that was required to, 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 to do the business with you. I think that's where the business growth came from, actually, because what, what I'm referring to is the first time round before mm. the app world. Right. Before the app world, it was a case of like, um, you know, all sorts of bits and pieces I was doing just to get by. And it was more haphazard. 
care. Whereas yeah. when I came into the app world, my confidence had lifted, uh, my belief had lifted. So therefore, I really felt like, you know, it was more than achievable to, to do what I wanted to do. And it was like, I did um, presentations, events, um, but it just, like you say, I think because it became just natural, like, you know what, this is... Mm. This is good. This is what it is. This is what we're, where we're at. I mean, honestly, I'm trying not to laugh about it because although it was good, like it literally crashed and burned and left me with nothing. Like literally nothing. Completely In fact, on a heap. I remember the first conversation that you and I had. Um, I was driving back from a client organization down south somewhere and uh, you'd been to my event and uh, we'd arranged to make a phone call while I was traveling on the motorway. And I remember you just told, you just like threw your life story out and you said to me, you know, I'm living in this tiny little flat right now. This is my circumstance. This is where I am right now. And it was a, it was a heart wrenching story. Um, but we had this incredible conversation. I could see the strength uh, in you increasing minute by minute. And it wasn't so many months later when you started on this journey of this incredible oh, journey of a seven figure business, you know? Oh, mate, you know, my, what that was, that was me reaching out for help. And you picked up the phone at the right time because I was in a bad, bad place. I was like, I just could not cope anymore with everything that just kept hitting me. And I was like, but but listen to what I'm saying now. Like, I'm saying it again back to when I was, when I was sat on that bed and I was literally yeah. crying my eyes out. And I was like, why have I lost everything? Why is everything hitting me? Why can't I get everything right? Why does nobody like me? Why? And, and you helped me understand that I was literally talking negative to myself. I mean, yeah. there was so much negative talk. It was unbelievable. I couldn't see anything different. But it was a case of we'd met a few times before that and you said, if you ever need me, reach out. And I bloody did. Um, and I'm grateful for doing that because you're right. A couple of months later, it was like, I'm pulling my uh, finger out and I'm just, I'm not allowing myself to do this. This is not who I am. Yeah. Um, I am going to fight on. And you know what? Um, I didn't expect to crash and burn a second time round. Um, there's reasons around that, which have been quite difficult, political and all, all sorts. But um, I've had some learning lessons and I'm actually really grateful for where I am because yeah. the second time round, um, more well, just before any- we go into that, Darren, I mean, a lot of the listeners won't understand what what, yeah, what was going on because, uh, and we're not going to go into the details of it because what I really want to focus in on is your ability to cope when the, when the, when the chips are down, how have you, how have you stood up? You know, I want to talk about emotional resilience, leadership resilience, because, you know, I, I speak to a lot of leaders who I'm coaching and you know, outwardly, Darren, they look as if they've got everything in the world. You know, people might look them look at them from the outside in. They'll see the nice car. They'll see the great position, maybe the nice suit that they're wearing or or the family that they have or the house that they have, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and say, hey, you've got your life all sorted out. But when I speak to these leaders, they're full of anxiety. They, they understand the, the, the shouldering, the, the burden of responsibility. They don't have any hobbies or interests outside. They, they have sleepless nights. They, are, they feel incredibly lonely. All of this uh, is, is sitting on the shoulders of one person. And it's not an easy position to be in. I've been in that position as a leader myself. So I want to talk about emotional resilience and so I, I just want to give a really potted history. So when I first met you, you had uh, you'd gone through a relationship breakdown. Uh, you had um, was, was it a, a business that you'd lost at the time when the first time I met you? Um, 
Do you know, no, I think it was just I wasn't getting anywhere. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was like it, I wasn't you were frustrated. Anywhere. And if I remember right, you had this passion about creating this apps business. And one of the things that you'd said to me was, I have put everything on my credit card uh, yeah. to um, and pumped it into this business, and it's not going anywhere, and I'm struggling to pay bills, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, uh, and, and that was one of the things as well, on top of all of the other personal issues that were going on with you. But then within a year or two, we saw a different Darren. Uh, we saw this, yeah. this Darren who became a CEO of this incredible apps business. Uh, you had your own offices, beautiful offices as well, if I remember. Yeah. You were updating people on uh, social media and clients about the seed of money that you were getting, the investors that you were getting. And you were nearing on for a seven-figure business at that time, weren't you? Within a space yeah. of just a few years. Exactly. And and the, the rapid growth is, is something that I want to actually talk about today because mm. that is a really important part in the leadership. So most definitely one, one of the things from the from a leader point of view. So I've been thinking about this recently and saying, you know, obviously I've had a lot of time to reflect. And I'm grateful for that time to reflect because it's really helping me become a stronger person. And any leader or anyone who is in business or anyone who's in management of any sort will get this totally, right? Whether you take a job or whether you start a company, it's like this, right? And what, and what I'm going to describe to you is if you kind of vision this in your mind a little bit, imagine that you're just like surrounded by loads of mountains and you can see so far ahead and you can see this beautiful destination. You know you've got miles to go, but you don't care because mm. you're the leader and you're going to lead everyone there, right? And what I found, and, and I've thought about this over the last you know, it was we were knocking on to the nearly the fourth year before we lost everything. Yeah. And we were doing so well up until the point of what it was almost like someone had took that vision away from me. Like they kept pulling it in and pulling it in and pulling it in and pulling it in and pulling it yeah. in. And and I ended up being rather than free walking and having my team behind me and helping them and by the side of me and helping them. I didn't have that anymore. I got mm. trapped into this glass box on the back of a trailer that was going at the speed it wanted to go. There was nothing I could do to push it forward. I was getting things thrown at it. I was getting issues here, but there and everywhere. And I'd, I couldn't see anymore. I couldn't mm. see the end, end destination. I'd convinced myself I could see it. I convinced myself I yeah. know it's over the mountain so I can still go and get it. And I think that one of the problems is, and this is where, you know, I love the, the work you do with leaders is because it's great when you start. It's piss easy, right? It really is. It's just a case of I've taken the job, I've got it, or I've t started the business, I've done it. What people don't realize is that soon that can potentially narrow and you've got to take control of that. And, mm. and, and obviously that's the bit that I missed. That's the bit that I see now. Um, I, I missed that opportunity. And it's silly things. And again, leaders listening to this will totally get it, right? You know, you're working all the hours. You then work all the hours plus more hours and then plus even more hours. Then you come home and like the, the little bit of time that you want for yourself, you take to yourself. Um, if you've got any, maybe your family and whatever else. What you don't do, and this is where the compound effect for me was horrendous, was you especially in my game, tech, right? I realized I hadn't read an article. I hadn't watched a YouTube video. You should see how much content I've consumed. I've been pretty sick this year. And we talk about that a little bit, uh, you know, with regards to the second crash and burn and the impact mm. it's had. 
And I've had no choice but to go, right, what, what, what am I going to do? I'm going to focus on my well-being. That's all I've done. And in that time, I've been able to learn. I've been able to watch videos. I've been able to study the future. And, and guess what? That, that vision is open again. I can see. The difference is I see the way I see that, uh, and, I, and I often talk about this in a very simplistic kind of way. You know what I'm like. I, I like to keep things as simple as I possibly can. Uh, I, I always uh, liken it to if you look at a molehill, uh, you'll see just a molehill. The closer you get to that molehill and the more you examine that molehill, the more detail you notice, the closer you get, the bigger that molehill seems to be. The closer you get, eventually, when you can see nothing at nothing else but the molehill the molehill seems like a mountain an insurpassable insurmountable mountain that you can't traverse over can't go around and it seems like it's so huge we can't do anything with it and it's not until you step back again that you actually uh, loosen that focal vision and you actually see have more spatial awareness you see the stuff around the molehill you can see that actually this is yeah. no big no big deal i can walk around it i can step over it uh, and it's not until you release the pressure on yourself can you actually make that step back. So, I mean, you know, uh, you went through an incredible experience uh, last year with losing your business that was doing so well that had rapidly grown. And there is some issue around rapid growth in business. Uh, you know, while ever it's healthy on one side, there's are the real dangers with rapid acceleration, uh, accelerated growth on the other side. And, you know, leaders need to be aware of that. Um, but you had this incredible year, but what was different with you this time around was there was this wisdom, there was this maturity, there was this 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 understanding from within yourself that what I need to now do is slow down. I need to slow down. I need to take that step back. I need to have as wide a potential possible view as possible on the situation ahead of me and, and really environmental scan, which is what you're doing now. You're learning yeah. new skills, learning new knowledge. You're taking time out, and it's, it's I think that's me, great. It's really helped me to just be able to to take that time to reflect. And um, and as I was saying, I think that so so often, you know, again going back to that path, a lot of the time it's clear. It's clear. We look at it, and it's clear. Yeah. But the further you go down it, the more boulders that you get. And I'll climb any boulder. I'm not bothered. I'll go over one. I'll I'll, I'll work around it. I'll do whatever mm. I've got to do, and I'll make sure. You know, and then you've got your clients and you've got to make sure that you go, you, you climb the boulders for them. And it becomes a lot of, you know, strain and pressure. And, yeah. and, and you, I just genuinely, that's the way I describe it is I think that you can't just you. There is no A to B and you can't you can't just go from A to B. It's not possible. But when you're in that situation, you've got to really look at the the, the world around you. And see what's changing. Like the weather's changing. The things, everything's changing. Like everything is changing while you're on that path. And yeah. too often people look at the path and go, and, and honestly, there's some really bad coaching out there that, that points this out and says, you know, you start here and you go here. But you don't. That's not what you do. Like it just doesn't happen like that. So no. for me, in terms of how I'm resilient in the second time round is don't look, don't get me wrong. It's not been easy. And it's still not easy. Is that when when this first happened, it was the most devastating thing for me. Um, I felt that it 
I did feel a failure. I was like, honestly, Darren, how can you like crash and burn twice? You know, it, you know, we've laughed about this and it's not even funny, but you turned around and said to before, you know, you, you, you've had a story that you've shared and I'd like you to share that story. I'm, I'm sick and tired of having stories to share. <laughs> I think you said to me uh, at one point, I wish I didn't have a story to share. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know what the thing is? I'm recognising this. I'm genuinely realising that this is my life. This is what I'm meant to be doing. I am meant to have those crash and burns so that I can learn because mm. I'm having to get stronger. And I think when you accept that, it becomes clearer. Now, obviously, when you're at a situation like, you know, I've been very open, my financials crashed, right? I'm bankrupt and I lost everything. And, you know, you've mm. got debts coming out of your ears. And thankfully, we live in a country that's actually really quite supportive of debt management. And there was like a debt management helpline and stuff like that. But I didn't get out of bed. Like I hated, absolutely hated my existence of life. I didn't want to wake up. I wasn't suicidal. At that point, I just wanted to just be like, just get rid of me. I'm, I, what, what good am I on this planet? Because I can't seem to do anything right. And mm. I've got this crazy little mind that goes around and talks to me, like, you know, in terms of a bit autistic ADHD, loads of ideas flying everywhere, loads of opportunities I see ahead, other things people don't see. So I think a lot of detail. So, you know, whilst, so, so going back to what you're saying, how have I done it? is um, I haven't. I haven't done it. I'm still doing it. I still wake up some days where I just feel really ill. Like, um, I, I struggle to concentrate for a long period of time, not like in a way that I couldn't do before. But I'm aware. And, and I'm trying so hard to, to become, um, focus more on my well-being right now. That's all I'm doing, actually. Um, you know, making better decisions. Like, I was vaping you know desperately vaping because it was amazing just to get through all that nicotine when you're in a leadership position oh my god nicotine's fantastic but it's not is it it's not really going to help you so i'm three weeks this thursday off and i'm so grateful for that but i couldn't have dreamt of doing that beforehand because i was in i mean i was so much stress of everything that's going on so i guess what i'm trying to say here is that you don't have to have it you know yeah, resilience is there but you don't have to have it solved it, it i'm starting to accept that actually there's still things going on there's still issues yeah. that keep cropping up i mean here's 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 the thing i mean i i think you're absolutely right i don't think that i know a single person who's 100 resilient i don't know anybody like that i don't know anybody who come what may whatever is thrown at them they are completely unmoved i do know human beings who have done much, much more work on themselves and are more likely to get through the tough times. Uh, and they get through the tough times seemingly easier than others. Why? Because they've done the inner work and that they are more resilient. But nobody's 100% resilient. I'm not 100% resilient. I still have days, you know, I openly talk about it on various platforms. I still have days where I doubt who I am. I doubt, you know, I have imposter syndrome and, or imposter uh, uh, phenomena, whatever you want to call it. I still have times where I, uh, I, I just don't feel I should be where I am or that something's not going to work out. Uh, but I push through. I push through those things because that's my coping mechanism and everybody will have a different coping mechanism. So, for you, you see, what was your coping thing, mechanism so, to, to, oh, to build on your resilience, to increase your mental health? What was your 
what were the things that you practice? I mean, there'll be many leaders who will listen to this broadcast now or later who might be in a similar position to where you are or going through some sort of mental uh, um, well-being issue. What could you t t talk to them about? No, so I would say in terms of, um, if I got your question right, you were saying what was the one you know, tool or thing I've done yeah. uh, for resilience. It, it, it's the word acceptance. It, is I'm having to come to terms with the fact that I need to accept the situation I'm in, but not just me as well, everybody that was affected. That was the hardest part for me. Um, yeah. And that was one of the reasons why I fell into depression, really. Um, and, you know, the, the, the stress and the depression, it, it kicked in because I felt so like I felt like I let everyone down. You know, like how important mm. it was to me to, to get this right. Um, and, and I'll talk about this with you. And I, I've, I have mentioned it before, but I've never mentioned this publicly. And I don't want to mention it publicly because of the fact that I don't want to be held to it. But I think it mm. would really help you to understand where my resilience came from. Um, I made a commitment to myself that with me going down, um, that, you know, obviously a few people have come down with me, that there I will come back again. I will 100% rise again. There's no shadow of a doubt. I will rise again and I'll rise stronger than, and more intelligent and I will make sure that mistakes that were made would never be made again. Um, but more than anything, I have, um, it sounds a bit weird, but I have dreams about knocking on doors of, previous clients and um previous investors and and just like su surprising them you know like a, like a bit of a good morning television thing um surprising them with some amazing news like a check or a gift or something mm -hmm. because i truly believe i'm coming back for them that's what i believe right? i don't want to mm -hmm. make a firm commitment i will be really careful here what i'm saying because i don't want people to hold me to this because i can't promise and i don't know what i what, what life's going to bring you know, when when I've woken up in the morning and go, I can't get out of bed, they've got me out of bed. Um, so something, I guess, to look forward to. Um, the, the more I've been coding, because one of the reasons why I had so many issues with the company um, was because finding developers of high level quality is really hard. Yeah. And I ended up paying ridiculous amount of monies for developers that just weren't delivering. So therefore, I had realized I had to be the one to develop. So I had to go and train. So there's three aspects: acceptance, the um, the innate desire to come back for everybody. Um, which I suppose, if you're stranded on an, on an island, it's probably the the thing that keeps you alive, isn't it? You know that that there. Um, mm. And then I've forgotten the third one. This one, <laughs> one, one of the problems with stress is that you just forget things when you're in the middle of talking. I, I, I've literally forgotten the third one we were talking about. But anyway, hey, I do that now. <laughs> it's gone. But yeah, um, acceptance and that, and then whatever the third one was. If you re rewind it a couple of minutes, I was about to say it. So we'll. <laughs> mm. but, I mean, for, for me, you know, you talk about feeling like a failure and. And I understand why one might feel like that or think that. But are you truly a failure? This is a real big question I think everyone needs to ask themselves when they talk about failure. Is this really a failure? Are you really a failure? And really, really need to dissect this, this concept, this, this construct of failing. For mm. me, it really is about 
you know, you couldn't go to university and pay for the lesson that you've had in business and life that you've had right now. You just yeah, couldn't. The thing is, it's like the way I, I get it, I get it. And I look at myself and I think it, one of the things that really puts me off building again is mm -hmm. the fact that I feel like, am I really going to fall three times? I don't think I will. I don't, I don't think I'm definitely not going to be going into the world of the way that I was before, where it was a rat race every single day and I didn't even look up. I'm never doing that again. That's a categorically mm -hmm. no. Um, and I actually think I can have a better life without doing that. Um, yeah. But, but there is that still, that is that is there about failure. Because at the end of the day, whatever way you look at it, it is, I've, I've failed, I've fallen. Whether it's a fail that I'm supposed to do along the way, um, that's something I've had to learn to accept, you know, it's fallen. Yeah. And it's, it's failed. <clears throat> when you, to me, I feel like if it's just me and, you know what, I'm just trying to run on my own and I'm trying to do a hurdle and I can't get over this hurdle, then yeah. that's fine. I'm all right with that failure. But when it affects other people, that really doesn't sit well with me. So... I don't know. Um, that I think that's where the, the feeling of failure comes from. However, mm -hmm. I've got to say, and I will say this categorically, the one thing that I would say kept me sane um, was the support from people. Um, so, you know, when you feel like a failure inside, it's a horrible feeling. You know, that is a mm -hmm. real, you know, you've dealt with many people that have felt that feeling. Um, I think it's okay to feel and, and accept and, and deal with personally. But what, when you've got other people really like, um, you know, especially people that you've let down, that are just saying it's okay. You did your absolute very best. And I know you did. I categorically know that you did everything you could to help us. That meant the world to me. Like, oh, God, it, it rips me inside to tell you how much that meant to me. Now, one, because it does reduce some of the stress. But two, it mm -hmm. gives you that healing inside that actually, yeah, I, I, I can feel less of a failure and actually gives me a reason to want to come back again and, mm. and to do something. So, I mean, I'm getting a sense that um, there's a lot of inner talk still going on with you uh, and you are challenging some of the thoughts that are creeping into your mind. And it, they, they do, don't they? Sometimes they, they are like terrorists. They'll come from nowhere and suddenly hit you in the middle of the night, these these horrible thoughts of, I'm a failure, I'm this, I'm that, I'm the other. But what you're learning to do is challenge these thoughts or or reframe some of these uh, these uh, conversations in your mind to put them into a much more positive context so that actually you can see beyond this molehill that we talked about earlier on. You can see beyond that and say, hey, do you know what? On the other side of this, there is this whole new life. And when I get to there, I'm going to do things differently because I now have uh, something that many other people haven't managed to get because they haven't been through this experience and this wisdom so there's awful there's an awful lot of things that you would do differently i guess there yes there is and um it's, it's so hard because I, I don't know why but for some reason i don't live in regret like i look mm. at it, there's so much stuff going on in my life it's unbelievable and I, and I most people say i regret doing that and i regret that but i don't because even where I am now, I, I've learned stuff about people. So I've had people that have reached out to me, um, ready to pick me up and help me, you know, to what, you know, literally said that they, they want to give me these opportunities to come back. I've also had people that were there around that I've never seen again and not, not once given mm. a damn. Now, it's not about like from an ego point of view, it's more of an awareness point of view. It's yeah. a realization for me of going, yeah, so is that all I am to you? Do you know what I mean? It's like, mm. 
I realized that for a lot of people, I was a meal ticket, and I don't like that. Um, but you don't see this when you you that glass box I'm talking about. You get trapped in this box, yeah. and you can't see around you. You can't, you know. There's loads of opinions coming from everywhere, and there's loads of decisions being made around you, and you're just like, I'm trapped, and mm. I can't get out of it. But do I regret it? No, because one of the things that I would have probably ended up doing, which you know, for investment purposes, it would have been good, um, was I probably would have gone to a VC. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, um, you know, I'm quite glad I didn't at this stage because I think I would have felt like, never mind trapped, right? There would have been no glass walls. It would have been pure solid metal. And I would have felt even more trapped. And I know that because mm-hmm. I can see that the way that things have gone and going. Um, and, and there's a few decisions along the way that I would have made differently. So, mm-hmm. It's, it, yeah, it's, um, I, I guess my only advice for people, um, and there's going to be a lot, by the way, there's going to be a hell of a lot of people in my situation. Like, it's coming. Oh, right? yeah. The, Unbelievable. The cost of living, the, 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 the issues at home, the challenges of yeah. having, you know, relationships and no financial stability and the, the challenges of having to deal with the corporate world or the business world. And then, like, it's getting worse by the minute. Mm. Um, suicide rates are going to go up like and and i want to see that come down i want to see people take the tools that you're sharing with them and and do something with them because i didn't know when you were coaching me through speaking and we were going through the emotional stuff and we went through the events and i went a lot deeper about my life and what i want from life i didn't know how that was going to impact two to three years later i didn't have yeah. a clue now I know. That's the reality of it. And, and and that learning stays with you, doesn't it? It stays with you. And I always say that, the you know, you talked about some people came into your life to support you. Some people just disappeared from your life when, when the going got tough. But isn't that always the case? You know, it is when the, the waters get choppy that you really find out who is the real crew on your ship, so to speak. Um and I don't attach any emotion to it anymore. I, I don't get angry uh, uh, with these people who don't show up. I just accept it for what it is, but it makes me wiser. It makes wiser. me wiser, wiser in choosing wiser. the relationships that I have. And now, for me, I don't connect with like-minded people. I yeah. connect and and hold true value, uh, valued relationships with like-valued people because it just takes me a step deeper into that relationship so values are so very important to me which is why you and i have remained connected all this time because our values are aligned yeah I, you're absolutely right and there's a there's a lot of um, conflict that i'm going through right now like I, I i've got a massive passion for helping disadvantaged children um that, that don't have the same opportunities as others and one of the things that kept me going actually was that and knowing that you know one day i'd get the wealth to be able to do something and, and to do something back and those values are there they're, they're ingrained in me um but what for me what what i look at it now is going well um there's just it's just an awakening but the problem is and this is the difficulty if you don't have that work first sometimes you you just you are just that trapped and, and i know there's people watching this right now that are trapped and thinking you know what what to do and so, Sometimes it is it is right to fail. It is right mm. to, and I, I use that word. I know a lot of coaches and mentors won't like it, but it's okay to mm. just go stop, let go, 
you know, whether that be a relationship, whether that be your, mm. your, your job, whether that be your business, whether, whatever that might be, or whether it be just taking a month out and just if it's there when you come back, great. If not, don't. Because you, you've, you, you, I can't stress enough how important it is. Now, by doing that, I'm now able to see the future. I mean, you know me, I'm all over AI at the moment. I've, mm. I've got people asking me questions about how it's going to help them, what they're going to do. And, and I'm learning, learning, learning all the time because I can. I couldn't do that before. I couldn't even pick up a yeah. YouTube video, let, let alone, not even an article, you know? Yeah. Brilliant. Such wisdom there and uh, so hopefully such value that uh, some of the listeners who might be going through some anxiety, some uh, some mental health uh, issues right now or, uh, you know, some worries and stresses that they feel that they're not in control of. Hopefully you've taken some solace from what Dar Darren's experience has been. Um, and this is a real good example how I believe public speaking is more than just public speaking. There's so much psychology involved. There is a lot of inner work that needs to be done. And hopefully we go on to produce more people who have the level of resilience uh, that Darren has. Um, if we, if you are going through some really tough times right now, by the way, um, please do reach out. Uh, sometimes just having a listening ear, and I'm more than happy to listen to people, but having a listening ear sometimes halves a burden that might weigh on your shoulders. What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. So please do reach out and I'll be more than happy to listen or lend that ear to you or pass you on to somebody who I think may be able to help and support you. Darren, I want to th say thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Um, for everybody else, if you want to find out more about our public speaking program, which is running on the 4th and 5th of March, we are still looking for beta testers, by the way, because it's a brand new program fully accredited by the Institute Leadership Management and with CPD, just join us on our website, which is www.createandspeak.co.uk. Darren, thank you so much. And I look thank forward you. to seeing you very soon. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Create and Speak podcast. I hope that you've got some value from the content that you've heard today. You can always visit us at www.createandspeak.co.uk where we have a number of free resources that I hope that you will find useful. Good luck on your speaking journey and remember leadership communication is where it's at. All the best.